Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is banking. I'll look ahead into 2009. We're privileged to be speaking with Christine Berry, Research Director with ITA Group. Christine, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you. Just to start out, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do at ITA Group. Sure. As you mentioned, I'm a research director, and IT Group is a research and advisory company. So we look at the intersection of bank strategies and technology, and we help financial institutions to get the most out of the technology they're using and to implement the right strategies. Now, Christine, like any of us, we've you know I've been watching sort of the madness in the markets over the past several weeks, and especially the last couple of days. Given what you know, what do you think that banking institutions should expect? for economic conditions in early 2009? Um, I don't really see anything changing very quickly. There's so much uncertainty in the market. If you watch um, the markets on a daily basis, you're, in a way you're getting whiplash with you know, the ups and downs. Um, and I, I think a lot of people are expecting that to continue at, at least into early next year before anything changes. Given what you see in the institutions that you reach out to, what do you think is going to be available in terms of human and financial resources, and where are these resources mainly going to be focused? Um, as far as your question, are you referring to how are they going to use their staffing or where are they focusing their attention? Yeah, a little, really a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I think right now the, the biggest focus for financial institutions, well, actually they have a, a couple, um, but one, they really have to, especially the largest banks, have to regain the faith of consumers. So there's a, there's a lot of education going on, letting people know that their money is safe, that it's insured by the FDIC. Um, there's also a lot more focus on uh, customer service. Uh, that's one of the most important things that consumers as well as businesses in many cases look for when choosing their financial institutions. So banks need to make sure even as they're laying off employees that they keep those levels of service as high as possible. Um, and then finally, there's going to be a lot of focus on increasing efficiency, and I believe that's going to lead to a much greater dependence on technology. So even though bank budgets are pretty tight, we're still expecting banks uh, to at least um, spend what they did this past year or possibly even a 1% to 2% increase in IT spending in the following year. Christine, what about outsourcing? Do you expect that banking institutions are going to be looking a little more seriously toward outsourcing given the limits of their own resources? I think so. There will be a, a lot of business process outsourcing where you know, some of the, the services that don't require as much um, either analytical skills or uh, that can easily be sent offshore. I think we'll see a lot more of that. We're also seeing a lot more outsourcing, even of the technology itself. I think especially the largest institutions, they've always had a tendency to build a lot of their own technologies, and we're seeing more and more of them going to technology vendors, so outsourcing the actual building of technology, just so they can focus more on their core competencies. What about security spending? What do you see there? Um, there's still a lot of focus on that as well. Um, you know, we're seeing both internal and external fraud. So, again, banks, as they try to build that trust of their consumers, they're, they're going to continue to make an effort to make sure that uh, their consumers both feel and actually are, <coughs> their, their identities are, are secure as well as their, their account information. So we'll see continued investment in that.
We have a new administration coming to Washington, D.C., and there's been a lot of talk about the regulatory environment. Do we have too many regulatory agencies? Do we need to consolidate it? Do we need to shift them around? What sort of a regulatory environment do you think that banks and credit unions are going to face in 2009? I think they're going to see increased regulations. I've been speaking actually this week with a lot of credit unions, and there's talk about um, requiring them to have escrow accounts for some of their mortgages, some of the over a certain amount. That's something that some of them haven't had to do in the past. Uh, there's going to be a lot more, you know, greater transparency, I think, for financial institutions as a whole. So there'll be much more pressure on them to um, provide different reports. So again, it's going to come back to a greater reliance on technology to make sure that they're complying with new regulations. And, you know, it's interesting when I speak with financial institutions, I ask them what some of their biggest challenges are and keeping up with regulations is certainly a huge one. Um, and unfortunately, it sometimes limits uh, some of the, the innovation at financial institutions because they're so busy keeping up with uh, new regulations. They don't have as much, ton as much uh, time as, as well as money to invest in you know, new products and services. That's true because you know, regulatory compliance, by its nature, you have to do it. Right. You said you were speaking with credit unions. There's been a lot of talk that... You know, if there's any sort of a flight from traditional institutions, the credit unions really stand to benefit. What's your take on that? Absolutely. As I speak with the credit unions, you know, um, a lot of it comes down to where they're located. Those credit unions that are in the same geographic area as some of the largest financial institutions have been seeing a pretty large increase in deposits as well as new members. A lot of people have lost faith or have just become frustrated uh, with banks, especially the largest ones and some of the risks that they've taken in the past. And so they're taking their money out of the banks and giving them to credit unions. Uh, credit unions currently, or at least at the, uh, the middle of this year, they had about 6% of total deposits uh, within the U.S., and we're expecting that percentage to increase. And you know, some of the, the credit unions that I'm seeing, first of all, they still have money to lend, you know, whereas a, a lot of the largest banks have uh, either limited they're lending or they've frozen it completely. Credit unions are still lending. A lot of them have seen double-digit growth in loan originations. They're also seeing an increase in deposits, as I mentioned earlier, and then, of course, new members. So good uh, They were a lot smarter, I think, when it came to, you know, they didn't take the same risk. Most credit unions didn't get involved in subprime. Exactly right. So it's a good time to be a credit union. Yes, it is. You, you spoke earlier about fraud. And I'm curious, what is the fraud landscape now? Someone told me earlier this week that this is a pretty good time to be a bad guy because there's so much confusion in the market. And, you know, whenever there's confusion or blood in the market, the sharks come around. So what are you seeing in terms of fraud? Well, I hope that's not the case. Um, you know, I can see how somebody would think that. But I think banks are in a pretty good position. Um, they have been investing a great deal of attention and money uh, in new fraud technologies, uh, so I, I think they are pretty well positioned. So at least it's my hope that we're not going to see, you know, at least anything significant as far as new fraud. Um, but it is a constant battle, you know, for banks. It's they're constantly chasing after the fraudsters who are, you know, continuously coming up with new ways to try to get at information. Okay, one last question for you, Christine. Looking ahead, we're just a oh. I hate to say it, we're almost six weeks away, a little bit less maybe, from January 1st. What do you see as banking institutions' top three priorities when we get into the new year? 
uh, their top priority, without question, is growing deposits. Um, you know, grow, deposit growth is just, it, it brings more stability to the financial institution. So that's uh, where they're really focusing. And I'm hearing from banks as well as credit unions, that's where they're seeing the greatest competition right now, trying to gather new deposits. Uh, the second will be, as I mentioned earlier, just increasing efficiency. Uh, you know, a lot of them have had a lot of charge-offs lately, so they're looking for ways uh, to cut costs. Unfortunately, for a lot of the largest institutions, it, one way they've been doing that is through layoffs. Um, but we're also expecting to see a greater reliance on technology to help them operate more efficiently, to better integrate a lot more of their systems. Um, and I guess the, the third priority for them, um, you know, while at the same time they're trying to become more efficient, um, you know, they're also trying to look for new revenue streams. Uh, so they're doing that as well. And I guess if I had to add a fourth one, and this may not necessarily come last in the list, but, you know, just regaining that trust of customers is going to be another priority. You know, it's interesting. You talk about growing the deposits and uh, increasing revenue. What are the ways they're going to be able to do that? How are they going to be able to stand out in the market? Um, a lot of financial institutions are, are focusing on higher growth areas. Uh, there's been a lot of attention on the small business market right now. They're seeing a lot of opportunities um, because it, it's pretty much been an untapped market. So they're focusing on you know, offering the right technologies, putting the right products in place to try to woo these customers that they can then cross-sell new products to and then grow with them as they become more sophisticated. So that's been one major area of focus for revenue growth. You know, it's interesting. We did a, a banking confidence survey recently, and we asked what institutions' priorities would be. And interestingly, we found that 41% said that they were going to be investing in newer enhanced services like mobile banking or remote capture and saw those as ways that they could gain some competitive edge. Now, I wonder if you see any of that in the institutions that you speak with. It's interesting. We're definitely hearing a lot about remote capture and, you know, especially with that goal of growing deposits. I think that technology, you know, it's seen a lot of attention over the last couple of years and a lot of banks already have it in place, but they haven't seen the level of adop adoption that they were expecting. Um, but I think they're going to try to better market this service, educate businesses, um, and some of them are starting to roll it out to consumers just educate them on what it is, you know, to use this as a good tool for growing deposits. Um, as far as mobile banking, again, it, it seems to be the big buzz, but I'm not sure if banks are seeing the same level of, of adoption as they were expecting. But, you know, many of them are certainly rolling it out in hope that the adoption will come. It's fair to say we're going to have some aggressive New Year's resolutions this year, would you say? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Christine, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for your time and your insight today. Same here. Thank you. We've been talking with Christine Berry, Research Director with the ITA Group. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.